Yeah, it seems like uh, every couple of months we get together and do this baseball thing. Happy New Year! <laughs> Merry Christmas! It's Groundhog Happy Day! Hanukkah. <laughs> All over again. And it's strange that you should say that. Is it? We'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Did you kill Groundhog John? It's very fitting because episode 116 of Foul Territory, a baseball podcast, happens to be the Groundhog Day episode. If we oh. only timed it a little bit closer, we were just off by a day or two, or five or ten, depending on when you listen to it, but it's very close and very fitting that uh, the February, what could be the February episode, uh, is the Groundhog Day episode. This is the winter episode, John. The winter episode. <laughs> One of the first of four this year. <laughs> no, we've just had a very busy um, hot stove season for ourselves. And, uh, you know, we just figured we'd let it all run out. And then we'd, you know, tidy it all up at the end. Yeah, like this. Remember last off season there was like nothing happening. And we nothing. kept churning out right. podcasts. This off season, it's been crazy bananas. And you and I could not get our schedules uh, to line up. And we apologize, listener, that uh, you missed out on our insight over the last couple months. There's certainly some things that will be skipped today, but we'll try to cover sure. everything and minimize the bric-a-brac and the jibber-jabber. <laughs> and I think that we are probably back to that one listener after this time off. I will say that last big break uh, we took, we lost half our listeners. Oh. Yeah. We went Come down from, Come from in back. the couple hundred range. We dropped down to a hundred. It's pretty great. Oh, we'll get it back up. We'll Will get we? It back up. Or is it just one I of these so. things like the older you get, you know, sometimes it's harder to get the those less numbers efficient up. Things are, you know, it's like <laughs> it just happens to everybody. I hear. Well, you. let's just jump into it then. Do you want to do that? Well, well, first do, of all, what country what? are you in? So I know. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, I am in Argentina now. Oh okay. Yeah. So we, you we, are a gaucho. bounced our way from. Yeah, I am a gaucho, and I am eating a lot of meat. Mm. I've been in uh, Argentina for five days and have had three amazingly delicious ribeyes. You know, the healthiest kind of beef. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes, fantastic. We apologize, vegan listener. We must have one vegan listener, right? Yeah, but I think vegans like know that other people eat meat, right? Like, there's a certain degree to which you have to just tolerate the existence of people who eat meat. And here's a rationalization, too, for the Argentinian beef, is that it's all grass-fed. Isn't no that Antonio Banderas's nickname? <laughs> it could be. And he is grass-fed, is from what I've heard. He's a, okay. Or maybe I'm thinking of Woody Harrelson. <laughs> could be both. No, but the, the steak is outstanding. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure so, yes, uh, Mendoza, Argentina, for those who are following along. The um, Mendoza uh, Line. The journey. Named after the Mendoza, Mendoza line. line. Yes. Right. Absolutely. Batting two. Are you batting 200 down there, John? Because that's not this. That's the not, the, not so far this year. All right. Got to work on my numbers. Okay. So, yeah, let's just jump into headlines because we got, I mean, tons. And I don't know if we should start, you know, going back to before Christmas. I think or, we just, you know, just kind of like the top stuff. Just kind of start banging them out. And I will apologize okay. in advance. Some of these are contemporaneous notes, so they're gonna they're mm -hmm. when they happened. I put them into the directory or program outline or whatever, and so they're a little I don't know dated. 
Some of these. Oh, you're really giving away our people. secrets. They're gonna, they're going to know we have show notes. No, no, everyone knows that. John. We've been we've been clear about that <laughs> before. Otherwise, I wouldn't have said oh, anything. Okay. okay. No, we do have show notes, and it's just notes. It's just yeah. bullet points. It's not like John say this, Jed says right. this. You know. Yeah, it's we tried like that, that a little bit. I tried doing jokes, like writing in jokes and stuff, but it just in the beginning it yeah, wasn't too the beginning, much work. And it was just like too forced. And now we're yeah. like in a rhythm, even though we've been, yeah. you know, offer it doesn't. Even though just, some just of the jokes right I bite. do now are still forced, that just I have no accomplice in the matter. <laughs> there you go. Okay, headlines. The biggest one, I think, probably the uh, the biggest one of the off season. Baseball. Yes. It, Baseball, yes, offseason has been the the Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers, which well, is not. I thought you were going to say. Wait, are we yet. talking about the biggest of the offseason, the whole offseason? That's the Astros cheating scandal. Uh, I meant, I meant player transactions. Oh, John, I'm sorry, I totally didn't hear you not say that. <laughs> I didn't say the biggest story. I, I see. Maybe I did. I see. Hot stove. I was specific to hot stove. So I hot see. Stove, hot stovular. Yes. Transactional. Yeah. Got it. it. It is. So yeah, Good. it's it, although it's not 100% ink's not dry. I don't think it's been proposed. It's been discussed. Does seem like there's a bit of a hiccup yet. with the uh, with yeah. one leg of the trade. There's there seems to be another player involved that like the Red Sox want a little bit more. Right, because Brustar Gratterall, they are just like we can't pronounce that name, so we need to get another right, player. So we don't. <laughs> but it's it, it seems like a, a good trade all the way around. Right. So Mookie Betts. It helps everybody. And David Price to the Dodgers. The Dodgers give up Kenta Maeda to the Twins and Alex Verdugo to the Dodgers. And then on the side deal, Jock Peterson goes to the Angels for a low-cost uh, infielder and some prospects get swapped, including right. your Andy Pages. Yeah. Yes. Verdugo, but yeah, Verdugo to the, to the Red, Red Sox. Sox. Yeah, Verdugo to the Red yeah. Sox and Gratterall to the Red Sox is sort of the what the Red Sox got back for trading the second best player in baseball. Yeah. But again, it's one year worth of the second best player in baseball at a max, right. almost max contract. So mm-hmm. I would say this is a little bit more than what the uh, the Cardinals gave up for, um, for Goldschmidt last year. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A little bit more. Uh, I like Verdugo a lot, and I think he's a three-win player if he gets to play a full season. And so you replace Mookie's eight wins with his three wins, but at lower cost. And then you give up David Price, but you pay some of his salary. Uh, I think it's solid for everybody, right? Yeah, the way I look at it, I think the Red Sox are looking at this is that we've just positioned ourselves for next year. Yeah. We have more to flexibility. Go get, to go we'll get Mookie back. Yeah, go. It could be one of those deals, you yeah, know. It's sure. like, can you go and float float us a year, and we'll get you back? Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like reaction, you know, online. Everyone's angry, and you know, the the Red Sox. Why are they giving up? I think really people underestimate how badly David Dombrowski overspent. Like the 18 million they're giving to Nate Aovaldi next season, mm-hmm. really, really cripples them and then jd martinez's contract he kept decided to stay in his deal because he probably wouldn't have got the same money right kind of crippled and and maybe there is some justification to firing dombrowski and this was sort of the 
they sort of saw the financial writing on the wall. They're just kind of crippled by all the spending. And yeah. hey, you know what? They won a World Series. That's the thing I don't understand. You see these Red Sox fans whining online, like, oh, oh they, they can't afford. They should be adding players, and they should just spend three hundred million. And like, at, at a certain point, aren't you happy that you've won four World Series in the last fifteen years? I'm happy right. about it. <laughs> And, and part of the, the the issue with the fans is that, you know, the, the economics of baseball are no longer the way they were back in the 70s and 80s. It's just not. So you have to realize that teams are up against it every year if they're pushing against the luxury tax. So they, uh, they have to play the financial game and sometimes a step back, especially when they're looking at what happened last year. And, you know, they're, they still don't have a manager yet. So there's, well, there's, there's that. Some, <laughs> some tumult in uh, – uh, Boston right now so we'll, we'll we'll have to see how this all plays out and I think it's it's a reset year yes last year was I think a, yeah, I don't want to say a surprise but a disappointment for sure a little frustration there and it's like okay yeah. let's let's do some of the financial housekeeping this year yeah and you know, honestly again I'm a Red Sox fan so I'm I, I'm also a Dodger fan so I don't mind seeing bets go from the and you'll Red be able Sox. to see him play. Yeah, so Red Sox the Dodgers don't really have a problem but I also just don't generally have a problem when a team has to make a move like this because it's part of the right. game now. And like we can sit here and say, well, the Red Sox should just spend the $280 million. But I think we're talking about amounts of money that like people just don't understand. And then, then you wind up in a situation where like, well then should, what should they do? Like then not get Mookie Betts and then not get, you know, get other free agents. And I don't know, like, obviously you think like in a perfect world, you get Mookie Betts, he's a Red Sox for life. But like, when does that really happen in sports now? Mm -hmm. You know, like, I don't know his attachment to the team. Like, maybe he's like, look, I'm going to free agency. I'm going to help my union brothers out and I'm going to go to free agency and I'm going to get a record setting deal. And the Red Sox are like, we're still paying Manny Ramirez. (laughs) Right, right. <laughs> so and just get just getting off out from under the price contract is a big deal. Yeah. It's a big yeah. deal for them. Yeah, three years, so, I mean, three more years of that yeah. deal. I, I still think yeah. price is good. I just think that he's probably worth what now, if he was on the open market, 15 to $18 million, Yeah, probably mm-hmm. something like that. And that's what the Dodgers will be paying him. Though, funny enough, that's right. basically what the Red Sox will also be paying him because he's – Basically gotten himself down to being like a league average pitcher. He helped the Red Sox win the World Series. No one can complain. But these people who are insisting that like, look, if you want to get angry about spending, like go look at the Marlins or the Pirates. The Pirates uh, salary this year is like 40 million. That's Mike Trout's salary. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) When you look at it that way, yeah, the whole team in one player. Yeah. Of course, the Red Sox have – with all the money they're spending with what Manny, Panda, uh, Pablo Sandoval, uh, Rosny Castillo, and David Price, that's $40 million right there. Right there. For, for that players, players that, that will not be team. on their roster. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the Pirates are it's a, – that's a whole other conversation. Probably could spend an entire episode on what they're not doing or what they're trying to do. Well, they and, traded you know, Starling the Marte. I don't even think we have that on here, yeah. do we? It might not be on here. No, I didn't yeah, make it on there. They're starting over. Well, now we do. Starling didn't. Marte or Sterling Marte? Starling. Right? Sterling. Starling. Starling. Sterling. 
Star- I think it's Star- oh, Maybe it's Sterling Sharp, podcast? right? I think Sterling Sharp, yeah. Starling Marte. It's Starling Marte. Yeah. yeah. So they have the Marte, the Marte show out yeah. in uh, Arizona now. That's right. Double Marte. Double Martes. I'll have a double Marte on the rocks. Only in Arizona. We'll see. Only in Arizona. Yeah, that's that's a conversation too. You know, we've all of a sudden seen uh, the NL West get a little bit more competitive. The Padres kind of were hoping that they would be in the mix if they were able to get Mookie Betts, but according to several sources, they were never a serious contender. Probably just there to help uh, sweeten the pot for the deal that they made with the Dodgers. Right, which doesn't um, seem to have actually happened because it looked like Alex Verdugo, that's the right fielder for the Dodgers, so he went to right. the Red Sox. I don't know. Right. Maybe a little so bit less the, money or more money. I don't know. But the transactions, the signings uh, that – Arizona has made has improved that team quite a bit. Absolutely. Not to say that they're going to, they're, they're definitely, I, I would say they're in that 90 win range right now. Are they? Is that the official range or is that the John uh, that's, that's the taking John, a guess John while Sobel bloated on out of his ass. ribeye steaks yeah. in Argentina? Right. Yes. And All sweating right. because there's no AC. Right. <laughs> meat sweats. You got meat sweats <laughs> and heat sweats. <laughs> no, but it's going to be interesting. I mean, I, I I always like this time of year because there is that sense of, okay, the changes are every year now, they're pretty significant. And what teams have improved? The Angels yeah. have improved. The Diamondbacks have improved. The White Dodgers Sox have improved. White Sox, definitely. Sure. Yeah. So there's, a, I mean, the White Sox probably have done the most. Yeah. You know, based on where they were last year to where they're headed this year, they've got a pretty, pretty, well, not that Gio, Gio Gonzalez is going to help a ton. But um, uh, Edwin Encarnacion goes to the White Sox. Dallas Keuchel to the White Sox. And wasn't there another? I don't know. Maybe. I know they re-signed Abreu. Right. Look, a lot of things have happened in the last six weeks or however long. So much. Yeah. So much. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, let's get back to the uh, the biggest news that you kind of hinted to a little bit was uh, the fallout of the scandal and the you know what happened as a result of the sign stealing scandal and how technical of an event was this and how deep did it go and who was involved. I'm I'm still scratching my head that no players were implicated other than Carlos Beltran. It's like how how could it be right. that orchestrated? And it seems that baseball's okay with this. I'm not. There's an article that just posted on uh, Foul Territory today specifically to Carlos Beltran conspiracy theories. And some of them you know, they make a little bit of sense because uh, it seems like there should be a lot more uh, interest on baseball's behalf to get to the bottom of this. And they really didn't seem to. I mean, they may have, but what they released is fairly limited. And here's right. the thing. like Cheating is part of baseball. I'm a big fan of that concept. But it's within the rules, you know, like Bill, uh, Bill Belichick gets in trouble because he's pushing the rules and then they change mm-hmm. the rules because they found out that he was pushing the rules. OK, good. So they changed the rule to specifically uh, prevent something that he was doing like, OK, he was bending the rules. But like, hey, I bend the rules when I'm the the manager of my softball, my slow pitch softball team. I find the rule. I find the loophole. And I exploit it. Then they want to close the loophole. Great. I'm all, I'll follow the rules. And this is outside the rules. This is outside the rules. When you've got a camera set up in the outfield and it's sending signals to a guy in the clubhouse and then you're banging on the things and whistling or whatever it was they exactly were doing. Buzzers and microphones. That's just too far. And like, 
Yeah. Yeah. And the Red Sox and the Yankees, and I'm sure all the teams have done stuff like this where they're like, well, they're figuring out the signals. They're watching footage. They're letting mm -hmm. the clubhouse know. The clubhouse lets the team know. The team lets the guy on second base know. All these guys are yeah, doing I think, this. I think figuring it out is okay, and that's nothing wrong with that. If you can figure out the signals, uh, and that's fine. I don't have an issue well, with that. I, but have, it's the I don't have a problem if you, figure out, them. if you figure out the signals from while playing the game. Right. That's the, I, I have a problem if you're using the video booth in the game. If you do it after the game and then figure it sure. out for the series, I don't have a problem with that. That's just like, yeah, it's yeah. just you're watching film. I don't know. Come up with different right, signals. You can, yeah. After the game, you can, yeah, you can watch. And, and most teams switch things up, uh, not just every game, but in game, they'll they'll have sign switches that go that go on. So yeah, it was uh, quite the controversy because uh, it led to baseball suspending for the the season. Jeff Lunau, the GM, and AJ Hinch, the manager, and within an hour, uh, the owner of the Astros, Crane, fired both of them. Yes. Like, I'm, yeah, I don't want this hanging around our team for the season. This is just too much. Let's move forward and onward and upward they it's go. It's pretty funny. You're you're the owner of the Astros and you're like, wow, I want a world. I bought this team and I helped build it up and made them world champions. And I'm a the Houston Astros are champions because of my my Houston Astros are champions because of what I did. Oh, they cheated. Oh, boy. that That's different. Yeah. That's right. rough. So, I find it hard to believe that it there was an awareness outside of the dugout. I find that very hard to believe. There had to be. I mean, hold on. Like, this whole thing where A.J. Hinch was like, well, it wasn't really my thing, and I kind of knew it was happening. Like, no, 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 man. You let it happen or you didn't let watch. it happen. It's your responsibility. I think he's a great baseball guy, but how does he let that happen? Like, the, here's the thing. You have a 25-man roster. You have – Players that come and go from that 25-man roster. You have minor leaguers being called up, sent down, blah, blah, blah. They get traded to other teams. You get free agents coming in. How can you think that you're going to get away with this? It's so egregious. Mm -hmm. How can you get away with it? And yet they continued. And then Mike Fires, who then came under some heat because he was like, oh, he, he tattled? Like, oh, you should have tattled while you were on the team. Or you should have tattled when this. Or you shouldn't have tattled. You should have brought it up to the team. Like, the Astros were cheating. They're the bad guys. Mike, I'm not saying Mike Fires is a national hero, but like he's the guy with integrity. If he brings it up two years later, I don't care. People need to know that a team is cheating like that. Yeah, and there's going to be a ton of reporters down at the Astros camp trying to uh, get some answers, you know, yeah. in next week. Of course, the funniest part is a couple of the Astros, like Bregman and, and Verlander, are some of the like leagues, like, uh, red asses, you know, and they're like, yeah, you come into our house and we got all the swagger. I'm like, oh, yeah, do you? Is it because you're cheating and stealing signs from the other team? Right. All right. <laughs> right. Well, Dallas Keiko was the only one that's apologized for it so far. And he's like, yeah, I kind of knew it was happening and it's not right. But at the same time, fires shouldn't, you know, be talking about it. It is what it is. It's been addressed. But he's the only player that right. really has come out and, and that was connected to that and has talked about it, yeah. which is honorable as well. You know, it's just one of those strange things. And, you know, baseball, I think, really wanted to get it behind them as quickly as possible. And I think that's why Beltran, Beltran is like the fall guy for the players. Yeah. Well, I think the reason why the players weren't punished were twofold. One, man, that's so complicated. Like, right. which players right. exactly? And then two, like, they're about to go into negotiations with the Players Association. And this is right. so... 
problematic for that. Right. I don't know. In a month, we won't even be talking about it. And they gave a financial penalty, but then they took away draft picks. And like, yeah, it'll hurt the team a little bit not to have those draft picks. But if you take away the financial penalty, then like, well, they weren't going to spend that money on players. That's like, oh, you took away the draft picks. Well, that's money they say you just saved them money. So Mm -hmm. I think in the in the big scheme of things, you actually just saved the Astros money because they won't be spending money on first and second round picks the next two years. Right. And it's not like the Astros Stock have been like, wow, they all these players they developed from the first round. Some of them were absolutely Correa, Bregman, but a lot of their guys are from after that. So like, and it's baseball, right. so you never know. It's not going to hurt them, and they yeah. have a deep enough farm system now, anyway. Yeah, so it's not going to hurt them. I mean, they in, got pitchers know, and hitters year. lined up for days. Yeah. It's yeah. you know, I it to me it was really a slap on the wrist, but it's you can't really do a lot more. You can't take away the title because this isn't some dumb college team like they won the games right yeah it's i don't know if it had a huge impact it probably helped a little bit here and there uh but no like uh, i think it was turner that was saying with uh, the dodgers that uh, we don't want a tainted title that's ridiculous to even think that that's something that we're interested in we play to win and if we don't win it we don't want it and you know i did wind up having a, a a victory parade though on behalf of the Dodgers, I want you to know. <laughs> I marched up and down the streets. Not, not a lot of people attended the parade, but I, I enjoyed it. You were, it was good for you. Uh, yeah. th- what do you think about the whole Nolan Arenado thing where Burdich comes out and says, uh, you know, we're, we're, that trade talk is all done, and within hours, Arenado's out there saying they're disrespecting me uh, and wants, you know, doesn't demand a trade, but kind of hints between the lines that I'm cool with getting traded. Yeah, I mean... First of all, we talked about his contract extension last year when they did it. This is one of the dumbest contract extensions that literally ever in the history of the league where they gave him an extension but then front-loaded it and gave him an opt-out. Right. Making, so like, he gets just, everything. So he gets everything. Gets all the money and he it's gets so out early bizarre. if he wants to. It's so yeah, bizarre. It makes him hard to trade. It makes him hard to trade and makes it like, well, what are you going to get back if you trade him? It's a it's a really bad contract. And like for him to complain about literally anything when they're like committed like $160 million to him, right. he's saying like, That's well, there's hard. disrespect within the organization. Like, yeah, but doesn't $160 million for you, doesn't Can't that outweigh that? <laughs> some disrespect? Like maybe there are some right. things that are disrespectful, but then other things were like, wow, this is so respectful. You know, like just right. like some a, a guy's married to a girl and is like, it's not, she didn't cheat on you, but she did uh, look at that one hot guy. Like, well, it's so disrespectful. Like, yeah, but right. also she gave you $160 million, so you shut your mouth. <laughs> right, right. Okay, that's a bad so comparison, but you get but, what I'm saying. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, the only team, there's one team right now that is I would think is interested, and that would be the Braves. Because they have a hole, a gaping hole at third base with uh, Donaldson signing with the Twins, which was a surprise. Yeah, um, I think you know the twins backed up. They didn't back up the truck. They gave him like it was one more year, five years instead of four, which is a risk. But the twins are in a win now mode, so and you'd think the 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 Braves were as well. That's a crazy lineup for the twins, man. It is. That's a, a that's team. a crazy lineup. That that is they are gonna bat. The, that's gonna be softball. That's gonna well, be a softball team. Pitching's okay. Last year. I know they're, they're gonna just gonna year, yeah. crush everybody. Don't start your fantasy baseball. Do not start your pitchers against the Twins. 
So that was that was a little bit of drama with that because you know everybody in Atlanta was saying we're, he he's number one with a bullet for us and that didn't happen. And did they and they did they uh, stop the bleeding with uh, uh, Felix Hernandez <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and Ozuna? Those were the two that kind of kind of plugged those holes because they didn't. They, did they pick up any bats? Well, Ozuna sure is the right? is the bat. Like right, Marcelo isn't yet right. Marcelo Ozuna, it's that's not, a nice it's, bat. And you you pair him with Acuna, and then you've got Drew Waters, and who's the other guy coming for Christian Pache? Pache, Mm -hmm. who's the Mm -hmm. center field, maybe light on offense, but like that's I don't even know if you really need Marcelo Zuna, but I think like there's your Ender Inciarte, and there's your Marquecas, and those guys get. And Zuna was a one year, right? It was a one year, eighteen million, basically a qualifying offer deal. Yeah, hoping that he can reestablish himself after two mediocre years in st louis but yeah it'll be interesting to see what uh, felix hernandez can do uh, I, I, my my thinking is that he won't even make it out of spring training oh yeah i mean obviously look the guy loves baseball and is great and, and is young and is young but i i don't know he's got to go to one of these like baseball repair shops and right changes everything yeah yeah he's got a because he's got a fastball that's the same as his changeup, and that yeah that's never going to get you anywhere and that was maybe go grab a couple cheeseburgers with bartolo cologne and figure out what he did because bartolo cologne yeah, pitched for a, 10 more years than felix right right and uh maybe even spend some time with uh, maddox uh, greg maddox to see yeah. what did you do to kind of reinvent the nibbling so be a nibbler of course, another you know, thing about it, didn't Bartolo Colon do uh, steroids? Didn't he get busted for steroids? And then maybe even okay. platelet. I don't think you can get busted he for platelet-rich platelet injections. Went over to but Europe I think, and got I think he, had a, yeah. he has a PED suspension. I'm pretty sure. Does he? Bartolo, I apologize yeah. if it's not true, but I'm pretty sure he does. I don't think that's what made the difference. And he's still out there, too. He hasn't officially retired, has right. he? Right. Yeah, no, he's uh, in my softball so. league. So uh, Dodgers did lose some pitching, yeah. With Hinjin Ryu signing with the Blue Jays, and they had tried they tried so, to resign him a little bit, like they they mm-hmm. made an effort, but I don't think they need him. Also, now they don't need him, especially because price. But they really just don't need him on the team. Like the team is so deep, it's crazy. So now he's actually right, market yeah, they, rate. They're like, eh. and he becomes a the, the ace of the of the staff of the Blue Jays. Yeah, yeah which too. is yeah, yeah. It'd be interesting to see how he does in the American League East and stuff. He's, I mean, he's one yeah, of those guys where like his projections are always worse than his performance because his performance relies a lot on soft contact, and you know, like when you're with the ladies. And he's another year, right? He's another year older, so that's cause for concern. If yeah, I'm a, if I'm a fan. Yeah, and he's got a, of course, crazy injury history, but maybe that settles out a little bit. And I don't know. Blue Jays also picked up Travis Shaw, so they've got you know a couple of uh, veterans now to balance out the kitty core. Yeah, they got a young up and coming team for sure. Yeah, and Travis Shaw is like a great. That's one of those things where like you're a bottom team, and you just pick up a guy, and maybe he, you know, maybe the change of scenery helps him out, and he gets back to where right. he was because he was killing it for the Brewers a couple years ago, and then mm-hmm. just cratered. Yeah, and the bottom fell out. Yeah. Uh, let's see what else with the White Sox. Uh, Luis Robert reportedly. Is it, I think it's Louis Louis Robert. Louis Robert. Is I it believe Louis it Robert? is. I believe he is a Robert. We've been, I thought we were calling him Robert. 
I mean, I want to call him Lou Bob. That's the Lou Bob. That's the nickname <laughs> that I like, Lou Bob. I, I like that. I yeah. think if we keep doing that, our our declining audience will pick it up and it <laughs> might stick. <laughs> it will spread like wildfire, and if not a wildfire, like a flicker on a candle. There you go. What I love about this move for the White Sox signing uh, Lou Bob is they did this with Eloy Jimenez last year. Like, mm-hmm. just buy out all They're the years. Up. He's going to yeah. be good. Buy out all the years. Everybody wins. And then you don't have to play that, like, arbitration game of, like, well, we bring him up on April 16th because right. he needs a little more seasoning. <laughs> right. Do we Speaking of that, do we have that whole thing in there in, the, in our bullet point list of Bryant's uh, the judgment against the extra year? Oh, of eligibility. You know what? I didn't put it in there because that was Bryant? to me such a foregone conclusion. But yeah, like he didn't right. win that. They'll they never right. let him win. But now that. he's now he's a bigger asset though. To, he's a trade piece now of more yeah. value. Yes, he he could land with the the Rangers, the Nationals, or the Braves. So yeah, those are three players in the game there. Yeah, or the Cardinals. So we'll see. Cardinals Just kidding. I, I don't think I don't think he's going to the Cardinals. <laughs> For that stuff he was saying about St. Louis oh, being no, boring. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. Right, right, right. Maybe Arenado to the Cardinals, but, uh, yeah, you know, the Rangers are an odd thing. Like, they traded for Corey Didn't do Kluber. Anything. And they yeah, – Okay, but that was they it. You signed, expected a little bit signed, more. But they didn't yeah, – I was expecting them to get, like, a big third baseman and and do, yeah. like, a thing. But they, they didn't. I don't know. They had no, a new they, stadium they were, opening were, up. You can't do nothing. Right. You know, you'd think there would be a – a little bit more of a splash. Go get Puig. He's sitting out there. Yeah. Someone's waiting. Thought I thought he was going to wind up with the Marlins, but the Marlins signed Corey Dickerson. Yeah. Doesn't make some any big sense. Money. Yeah. Yeah. Seventeen five. They're I guess they're hoping for a bounce back from a couple years ago. Yeah. Strange. So he had a big season with. Uh, well, obviously with the the Rockies, he had a pretty decent season. Yeah. Then he had a decent season with the Pirates too, right? Or was it? With uh, yeah, that's the, right. The, with no, with the, the Rays, the Rays, the and Rays. then the Pirates. Yeah, and then they traded him. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, he's. You know, I, I like what the Marlins are doing. They're they've added a couple. They're not going to be as bad as they were. Not going to lose 105 games. They might lose 101, uh, but they're <laughs> they're trending in the right direction. They're, yes, they've got a lot of young uh, arms that uh, could be. In the bigs between so many young I would say arms. by end of end of the season for sure. Which is why they traded yeah, Zach Gallen for Jazz Chisel. Yeah. Like like yeah. just have so many good young guys coming that like and uh that it's like, yeah, let's get let's get some hitters as well. Because they've got JJ Bladet, yeah. who's a nice piece, but Jazz Chisholm is really their their number one uh, yeah, who is, hitter. I've already forgot the guy from the Brewers that they traded uh when they Monty traded, Harrison. Uh, no, no, no. The, the the flame out, the total, the former Isan number Diaz? one. That, no, the, the, the guy one. who's been awful the last two seasons. Oh. He batted below the Mendoza line last year. He's How down there in Argentina. Name? Maybe he's eating too many ribeyes. <laughs> Maybe he's grass-fed. Oh, gosh. Well, this is horrible. Uh, yeah. It was the Yelich, the, 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 piece, the oh, big like piece Brinson? in the Yelich trade. Brinson, yeah, Louis Brinson. Yeah. Yeah, this is his last hurrah, I think. Yeah. He is he could be out of baseball. Yeah. Yeah, and I read an article uh, this morning about Dominic Brown, a former hot prospect with uh, the Phillies who's now like working at a baseball camp in Philadelphia and loves it. He hasn't retired yet, but uh, and he said he's still eligible to play and he 
did very well in the Mexican League. He hit 25 home runs in a half a season. But he's like, I'm having so much fun where I am right now. I'm happy. I'm good. Oh, that's nice. Like, really? It's a nice story, but really? You don't want to be a part of that? It says a little bit about the competitive drive of an individual who would rather be, you know, the director at a baseball camp versus, you know, playing in the bigs. Yeah. But, yeah, interesting story. Always interesting when those prospects, it's, as we have talked about uh, in, uh, in the fantasy leagues, that you never know. You never know who's, you know, top prospect that's going to turn into a, geez, that didn't work out too well. Because there's been quite a few of the top 20, well, I say top 50 to 60 people last year who have dropped quite a bit. Yeah. You know, in the in the rankings going into this season. I mean, I think that, so that's that the, the prospectors and the scouts have a better feel for it, but it's still so, you know. Yeah. Like they have a yes. lot more data now. They have the uh, the batted ball stuff, the uh, mm-hmm. the stat cast stuff. So, like, if a guy is batting 320 in the minors, you're like, oh, wow. But it's like if his, if his uh, exit velocity – should be more like a 280 they know this already going in now as opposed to like well how's it gonna play how's it gonna play right. so uh, it's interesting but yeah it's you never know with prospects that's why that's why you and i are in that league and when people trade prospects i i never say anything about the value yeah, of the players because you just never know and like you can say one guy is this and one guy is that but you just never know well my deep dive research which was about uh, two days <laughs> <laughs> of looking over things in between working on assignments. Um, I, you know, some of the guys that I held on to that are, have fallen out of the top 300, uh, they were still looked at as, you know, progress. They're making progress. One of yeah. the guys was a minor league, not player of the year, but all-star for the team. So there's still hope there. So I don't yeah. want to give up on hope because picking up somebody who's, you know, in, in number 125, 150, 175 is just as big of a crapshoot. Absolutely. You just never know. Yeah. But it's fun. It's fun to kind of get into that because I don't yeah. spend a lot of time, nearly as much time as you do, in looking what? at prospects. I, I kind of dip in when I need to, and then I'm done for the year. How many uh, prospect services do you subscribe to, John? <laughs> that would be a zero. Okay. Well, and how many I have do you? more than you. <laughs> I only do so two. just do a little bit. I only, do, I only have, subscribe to two. But you're in like five or six leagues, right? Oh no! In terms of leagues, I'm just talking about prospect. No, no, no. But you're yeah. the reason. Well, no, there's more leagues. value. Yeah, yeah. There's more value to yeah, that yeah, when sure. you're engaged in six leagues. Yeah, that's true. Like, I wouldn't spend. I wouldn't be in two if I was only playing in one league. That's. I will I tell you not. one thing. <laughs> People might say like, "Wow, six leagues." I will say four of these leagues that I'm in are all weekly rosters. So you just set them on Sunday and that's it. Oh yeah. That's a piece of cake. A lot easier yeah. to handle than like sweating whether this guy's injured or not, or he's going to start or not. It's a nice little setup. So is it true Roto leagues? No, I think it's like, I think I'm like half Roto. Then the one's a points and then one two are head to head. Roto. I like that. The head to head ones were fun, but the, the one thing that I don't like about those is that, you could be playing the worst team in the league and lose. Yes. Just because of, you know, it's just, just because of the time. That's why the cumulative, yeah, the cumulative is much better, but it, it's still fun to kind of, there's more trash talking in those leagues. Yes. Sure. Yes. We, I had one league and they were like, uh, they were talking about giving all the money to the first place team. I'm like, have you ever been in a head to head roto league? Like you have to spread out the money a little bit in head to head. Cause like, it's so flukish. Like you're gonna upset people, like because the 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 last place playoff team 
beats the guy that's been dominating all year. And like, oh, that's a funny story. But the guy who beat everyone all year is like, where's my money? Right, right. I want my money. The whole point, John, is to win money. Have, have, have fun, fun and make some friends game. along the way. Right. And to promote <laughs> let, the podcasts, all those. Let's get back to the now cold hot stove league. Yes. It's, it's cold because it's been turned off. Yes. Well, I shouldn't say that. There's still a few stragglers out there, including the aforementioned uh, Yasiel Puig. Yeah. So we need to get back to this list here because we've been oh, right. we, going, we, uh, going off task a we little bit. We went adrift. <laughs> so Cole Calhoun to the Diamondbacks. We were talking yeah. about the Diamondbacks shoring things up. They're looking pretty good. They picked nice up some little pick up. Garner, too. Yeah. yeah, so they picked up the Marte. They got the Martes going. So uh, they, their outfield is so is Kettle Marte. Solid. Go what? He goes to the second base. Is that second the plan? Second base. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they they have a pretty decent team. You know, yeah. Going there. Yeah, I, I think I it'll, it'll be interesting to watch. That's a playoff contender for sure. And that was a surprise with Bumgarner too, to a lot of people. Yeah. He's like, uh, he took a huge discount. It's like, well, I, I, he has a farm down there. Or he has that's right family down there so he's just kind of like yeah i want to be home man that's I, I don't, i've made my money i'm good still gets to hit still gets to play the dodgers yeah he's good still gets to get angry at people for no reason i love it <laughs> it's good uh i know nothing about shogo akiyami is that ayama was that there just so i would pronounce his name well, obviously that's the main reason I put it in there but he's the he's <laughs> going to be the starting center fielder for the reds he's a bit of an on-base percentage okay. Not super speed, but kind of speedy, a little power coming over from the Japanese league. Uh, should be a nice fantasy baseball asset. He's supposed to be the starting full-time center fielder So for the Reds. And they usually have a decent offense, though I think last year was not a great example of that. But they, they sort of stocked themselves up a little bit because they signed, um, yeah. what's his name, Castel- Cast- Castellanos? Castellanos. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, what's his name? Costanza. Uh, Moose. Moose Mustakas, right? Or Mustakas? So they've, they've 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 built up their. They have a better team. They're a better team. Another one yeah. of those improved teams for sure. And they have really good pitching, basically. Yeah. So yeah, should be fun. Be should be a good team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see what else. Uh, Julio Taran uh, to the Angels. Yes, they needed. I guess the fifth starter to eat up innings. I guess that's what they needed. Yeah, remember when he used to be like a surefire ace? Well, the weird thing about him is is he he was a, supposed to be an ace, then he was supposed to be terrible, and he's just been sort of mediocre. Like his he's another mm-hmm. one where the projections don't like the way that he pitches. Mm-hmm. And so they always project him to have like a four and a half ERA, and he always winds up with like a four ERA and you know, does 180 innings and I mean there's value in that, I think, to the Angels, especially a team like the Angels who can't get anyone to join their pitching staff for the life of them. Right. <laughs> One of my favorite stories of the off season was the Rich Hill and his wife getting arrested at the Patriots play. Was it playoff game? It was, I think it was, think it was either game. the last game of the year or was the playoff game. Yeah. Playoff game. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I guess his wife was being testy and he kind of got in to defend her and they both got arrested. Yeah. Which is just, and then, but he with the he with the bum arm signs a one year deal for good money, and he's only gonna he's lucky if he'll be pitching again come June. Right? The Twins are desperate for pitching, man. They I think they see the the Indians are weak and they want to capitalize on it. 
Yeah, they want to pounce. And they know that uh, the White Sox have gotten better, too. Yeah. There's always those Royals to pick on. Wow. So their their big news, the Royals' big news, was they signed Gordon, re-signed Gordon, right? <laughs> yes. To like a $4 million, you know, still overpaying him. but Yeah, they're just like, we can't stop overpaying this guy. <laughs> But now he's, you know, this. I, I'm assuming this is his. I think it was a just a one year deal. I, I'm assuming that this is his last, last hurrah. And another, uh, the last hurrah too was the uh, the Nationals picked up um, outfielder third Zimmerman. Person. What's his name? Zimmerman. Yeah. The fact that they re-signed Zimmerman to a, a one year deal. I know a lot of people thought, and he thought too, that might have been his final game. You know, what a way to go out if it is your final game. Yeah, uh, but beating the Houston Cheaters. Back. Right. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Speaking of the Nationals, uh, they picked up um, Will Harris, picked him up, plucked him from the Astros. Be curious to see what Will Harris shares with the, the Nationals <laughs> on the spin rate, uh, the spin rate stuff that yeah. he's learned to see if that helps it, uh, at all in Washington. Probably totally legit. Also, Starling Castro. Starling Castro. Uh, yeah, so what's a, he like, the placeholder until uh, Carter Keboom comes up? Is that the deal? Yeah, because you got, you've got him, you've got uh, the other guy that they re-signed, too. Asdrubal. Uh, Asdrubal. Maybe yeah. the second best name in... in uh, Asdrubal. Asdrubal uh, and... Behind Pujols. Pujols. I mean, if you have Pujols doing an Asdrubal, <laughs> you've got to watch out. <laughs> yes, get off the field quickly. Go to the emergency room now. Uh, let's see. The Dodgers extended Max Muncy. Rockies extend Trevor Story. Um, what's going on with the Rockies? Do we do we know what they're doing out there? They're doing nothing apparently. Why do did you they know, have I don't anybody know. that they picked up? They did not pick up anything. Hmm. Maybe it's a good thing. They're they're not good at spending money. I present Maybe to you what, is it Ian Desmond? Right. Remember they right. paid him so when no one yeah. else was paying him was and to play first base, deal, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. they still got still another year on that deal. More, yeah, another year? At yeah. least another year. <clears throat> all those yeah. relievers, they were like, hey, why don't we just throw all this money at these reliever, relievers and just what what could possibly go wrong? Other than the fact that it's Colorado. Yeah, other than the relievers and it's Colorado. So I think we talked about this in the last episode. Uh, maybe not. Maybe it just seems like we did because it was so long ago, the story. The Ioannis Espedes season-ending ankle injury was the result of a a wild boar incident. The wild boar thing? But yeah, that's, you know, he's there now for half of what he was going to get. Yeah. Um, yeah, so they won't say what the incident with the wild boar was, but the incident involved a wild boar, which frankly just makes him sound cool to me. Like, I just, I'm all, <laughs> that's all good. Just Johannes Cespedes on a ranch with a wild boar that just, with all the bling. I'm yeah. just not picturing that, you know? Yeah. I don't we'll know. See. He could be a nice story this year if he's able to bounce back at all. Yeah, I agree. Could be interesting for the Mets. Uh, let's see. Baseball. MLB suspends uh, Yankee pitcher Domingo. Herm is it Herman or German? It's probably Herman. No. Yeah, it's Herman. For 81 games, half the season. Yeah. For the domestic violence uh, abuse. Domestic yeah. violence. of. Uh, this is the incident where he was muscling up on his lady friend in front of MLB executives. That's smart. Yeah. Untouchable. I mean, nah. This is a pretty pretty heavy penalty, but I, you know, again, maybe part of it's just for the stupidity of doing it in front of the executives. Right. 
Of course, the Yankees so the, just lost James Paxson for three or four months, too, right. with some bulging yeah. isosceles triangle in his spine or something or whatever. Right. <laughs> the Yankees can't the catch a break. Why, and that's the reason why Cashman said that they didn't move Hap because they were aware right. that there was an issue. And they were just, yeah. kinda, you know, people were like, why isn't he moving? Why isn't he moving? Well, now we know. I think the Yankees are going to be okay. They'll be fine. They'll be okay. So uh, it was funny because I was reading this next one too. It's just like his name is Prospect Colas. <laughs> Prospect Colas leaves Cuba. First of so all, do we have a first name. Who wouldn't want to buy no- Prospect Colas? <laughs> do we know? Do we have a first name for when they don't have Pepsi or Coke? Prospect Colas. <laughs> you know what? I don't know what his so first this- name is, and at the time it seemed like I would be able to remember it off the top of my head, but I don't even remember. So he's leaving Cuba. This guy is going to be like the number one signing after the the July 2nd deadline mm-hmm. next year. Everybody's going to want him. We'll see. So I love the uh, the story with uh, the Mets' attempts to – the Wilpons' attempts to sell uh, a majority share to st- a minority shareholder, Stephen Cohen, uh, for the Mets. And the, Cohen's like, I'm done. These guys keep changing the deal. I don't want to yeah. play anymore. Awesome. It's, it's so like, like the really, Wilpons, though, right? Like, Yeah, but it's like we're talking about a billion dollars plus, obviously. This is, a, you know, the biggest market in the world. And uh, not that the team's great, but this is a this would be a significant transition. Yeah. And it's, what, 65% share, so it's not the, you know, complete ownership, but it's still a lot of money. And these guys yeah. are dicking around with probably the one person who's most interested in, in buying the team. That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, well, you know, it's the Wilpons. The Wilpons. The Wilpons. Sounds like a reality show. Dumpster fire with the Wilpon, <laughs> with the Wilpon family. So we have two. I'm going to add another one here at the bottom of the list. It looks like both the wow. Angels and the A's. The A's have finally reached a deal, I believe, uh, in Oakland to possibly build a state. There was something to do with the existing stadium that had to be resolved. And apparently it has. So this is a 15 plus year story in Oakland with this attempt to get a a new stadium. And it finally seems like that's a possibility. Angels also purchased uh, the stadium and its surrounding uh, lots for 325 million. They've been talking about redeveloping that area or redeveloping that stadium or leaving. So that's probably uh, keeps them there and they're going to be able to, I, I would assume build next door, tear that down, and turn it into a, 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 a like like what they've done at SunTrust in Atlanta and what they've done at, in Texas now, where they're building an entire entertainment plaza. Right, and and officially they will not have to be called. Still, they will not have to be called the Anaheim Angels. That was part mm-hmm. of the deal. Is they they get to keep their Los Angeles Angels. Blah 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 blah. Whatever. Yeah, that's getting old. But I'm just saying it's a contractual thing. Like that was something that they were contractually, right? Legally, they were contractually obligated to do. They found a loophole, and but now what I'm just saying is there is no part of the deal where they required to go back to being called Anaheim Angels, right. even though quite clearly they will be permanently set up in Anaheim. In Anaheim, yeah, got it. Outside Los Angeles, like in an area <laughs> that is not is only Los Angeles. Now? ignores and doesn't really care about other than stopping into Disneyland. Is that official name? The outside Los Angeles Angels? Yeah. yeah. Uh, we should, should just be. add that O. Are we just being honest? Let's be honest. Like no the, more fake the OLA? news. Yeah. The OLA Angels. Yeah. I like that. 
You know what I like, though, is the Angels stopped putting advertisements up around Los Angeles. Like, look, no one thinks you're Los Angeles. You're Anaheim. Right. Go right. promote to Anaheim. Call yourself Los Angeles. Piss off all the residents there. Because there's one thing that people in Orange County love. It's being called Los Angeles. That's sarcasm, <laughs> right. John. Right. I got that. Yeah. yeah. So that wraps up headlines. Hey, we did we it. Got through. It only took us 50 minutes, but we're yeah, good. Yeah, that's not bad. <laughs> not bad at all. So let's move on to starting nine, which let's do it, it seems like forever that we've done one of those. In honor of this weekend's Academy Awards, nine players with Best Picture Oscar nomination names. I'm assuming it's the, the nine pictures that are up for nomination. You got it, John. You guessed exactly right. Okay. I will say, though, yeah. like they can do 10, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel as a movie if you don't, if they only do nine films? Right. It's like there wasn't a, one more. Like you could have gotten really? me in there. Right. I, I'm standing here in the back with my hand up. It's like that person in the corner that doesn't get picked for kickball. Yes. Back in junior high. They're like, yes, uh, I'll play. Sign me up. And there were there were a lot of good movies this year and that, that didn't make it. But you're going to stick with the nine that were nominated. Yes. Just for the ease of uh, list stuff. Let's ease, do it. My ease of doing. It. All right. Here we go. First off, you, the Darvish man. <laughs> Irish man. Mm-hmm. Would, would Dyervish man been better? I don't know. Dyervish man? Dyervish man? Uh, that works. is a long film. And it is unnecessarily long. And mm-hmm. I think if you just cut out all the scenes where they're walking and talking and walking into something walking into a place and then walking out of a place and then getting into a like it's just cut those scenes out they don't help marty yeah, two and a half hour next movie. time come down come talk to me i'll explain editing to you okay uh next one jojo kelly rabbit there you go I like jojo it. rabbit which i did not like i have not seen uh, it yet too weird you didn't uh, like it i, thought I did you not would like, like that one a little uh, quirky. Just, it, it was too quirky and just kind of pretentious all right, next, okay. Sean Doolittle Women. <laughs> it's all in the pronunciation. <laughs> Sean Doolittle Women. <laughs> yes, I'm trying to be as. You were good. That was yeah. nice. Uh, Haven't also seen that one yet either. Tedious. Um, yeah. Next, Trevor Marriage Story. Trevor Story. Nice. Marriage Story. I haven't bothered with that. That also looks like just a pain in the ass. Uh, watched it. Didn't the performances were spectacular? Sure. Not a best picture movie. Yeah, but they got to fill it up with something, right? right or maybe right. they don't. Was, but they you know, get two votes. They got it. Got in. It got in. Yeah. <laughs> One didn't. All right. Well, here we go. Uh, Joker Adele. Nice. Joker Adele. Joe. I haven't seen that either. That's a good movie. List. I didn't think it was I as great as everyone that. thought it was, and it's certainly not a billion-dollar movie. I still, you'll never ever explain to me how that happened, but it's a good movie, and it's beautifully shot. Um, okay. Which I you don't normally. I'll see probably see that movie. tomorrow night, maybe tonight, maybe okay. after I'm done with this, I'll watch it. Who knows? Great. Uh, Once upon a time in Alex Hollywood. <laughs> Alex Wood back I, with the Dodgers. Yes, back with the Dodgers. Love that movie. Yeah, I didn't love it, but again, beautifully shot and interesting, so interestingly shot, but just kind of, I don't know, nothing really happened. And then it's, I don't know, what's going on? I don't really know. I still don't really know what the movie's about. 
Um, just but a slice of life in, was in it? the fantasy world, basically. Yeah, fantastic. Um, <laughs> how about uh, Gerardo Parasite? <laughs> have you seen that yet? I have not seen Parasite yet. So but you're almost done with the here. list and you haven't seen a movie that you've liked. I like Joker. I mean, it was all right. Okay. It's good. Okay. It's a good movie. And I I mean basically I liked The Irishman. It's just so okay. long. Just too long. Yeah. It's just so long. I mean, Scorsese when has Scorsese ever done like a bad film? No. Not a bad film, but you know, just not that great. All right. And the next two are my two favorite movies of the year in no particular order. Ford versus Fernandari Tatis <laughs> Junior. Uh-huh. So that's Ford versus Ferrari. Got it. I think I just said Tatis, Tatis, whatever. And Ford vs. Ferrari, I love that movie. And next up that, is... I have that to watch as well. Oh, fantastic. And the next is Andrew Ben 19D17. And you like that. I loved 1917. So did I. And I am fantastic. shocked by the backlash at this film. Shocked. What's the backlash? This movie is too good? good. No, it's not, there's there's just like people railing against this film, and I'm like, they're like, it's just a, uh, you know, they're using a technique, and that that does technique. Oh, the, the people who are complaining about the gimmick. The thing right. is, like, it's a cool gimmick, and it's a good it film. It is a cool gimmick, and it's. A, I thought what what I like about it is what everybody else is saying isn't good about it is that it's not a. Um, you know, if you want to see a good war movie, see, you know, these 10 other films. It's like, no, this is a, what makes this film so good is it takes you inside the moment of two people that then turns right. into one. This, that is spectacular filmmaking, yes. in my opinion. And it's based on, you know, stories that someone's grandfather shared. That's that's right. pretty spectacular to me. I just love that movie. Yeah. I was very surprised at how much I loved that movie. Yeah, it was visual a visual feast, and I saw yeah. that in IMAX too, which made it even oh. more amazing. Wow! Yeah, that would that sounded sarcastic. So I wasn't you. being sarcastic. No, no, no. <laughs> no, very good. It was a very good movie. I yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Uh, so that wraps up starting nine. Yeah, and we'll all be watching the Oscars to see who takes the big award. It's I think it's going to either be nineteen seventeen. Or Parasite. Parasite could be the shocker. Sure. Where Roma didn't get it last year. Uh, Parasite has got a lot of good buzz. There's nothing negative said about that film. So we'll right. see. We shall see. Okay, uh, time for extra innings to take a look outside the world of baseball. Um, it's even tough to kick off with this one. This was, you know, I literally stopped in my tracks when I was walking and I was in Atlanta on business, believe it or not, for a couple of days. And, uh, checked my phone as I was walking through a parking lot and just stopped and was shocked at the, the headline about Kobe Bryant dying in a helicopter crash. It, 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 wow. That was just, and the outpouring that ha, of positive things about him has been spectacular. I, yeah. I, this, this guy's a legend and I loved him. I, I loved his brashness. I loved, uh, I just loved the way he moved around a basketball court, the way he would glide. He took a lot of shots, but he also made a, a lot of passes, too. He's great, you know, disher of the, of the rock, for, so to speak. Right. But, yeah, he was, uh, he was a one of a kind. Just a super intelligent guy. Spoke, what, five, six languages, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and my, if and, you look at it, quite possibly, like, the greatest 
or the most beloved Los Angeles athlete of all oh, time. Oh, I would say so. Sure. I mean, and like the reaction here has been like there's signs up everywhere. Every, everyone that's got a sign has got something posted for him or for him and his daughter. And it's just, it's, it's rough, man. Like it's, it's these people trying to deal with this. Like normally you get to see like, like there's Shaq, you know, like gaining a little right. weight, you know, and then there's Charles Barkley, you know, is like, he's on a commentator and you figured, you know, 10 years from now, Kobe would probably be doing something like that too, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. And, but to have it taken away and then such a, I don't want to say silly, but like uh, such an unfortunate and unnecessary right. way, you know, just like a bunch of fog in Los Angeles, which is not very normal. Take being a little too aggressive with yeah, the, in the daughter connection. Too. Oh yeah. That's and then the other people brutal. on the, in there to, and on the helicopter to all those. Yeah. Families, yeah like a yeah, family just, just gone. Right. It's just awful, awful thing. But you know, I, one of the, the thing that I love the most about all of it, which is no, no, not a lot to love, of course, because it's, but the all the stuff that was left at Staples Center uh, for Kobe, uh, his Vanessa Bryant has asked that all of it be sent to her, that everything oh, that was left, so she can look at it. That's so awesome. she can look at it with the kids and keep what they want, awesome. or at least just see what these fans, you know, what what they gave out and gave, uh, you know, to express their love for for you know one of the greatest basketball players of all time, one of the most polarizing humans and had turned himself really had, had done one of those things in life where like started off as like a kind of a punk and then got into some trouble and, and on the court and off the court. And then sort of had grown into this person where like, now it was just, and all these stories start coming out afterwards about these children he helped in hospitals, you know, but he requested no PR be done about it. And, I mean, just well, a real the thing loss. that I liked about it more. Again, like you said not a lot to like about it, but witnessing the entire sports world around the globe paying tribute to him. Yeah, you know, you know, athletes on you know four corners of the earth were were giving tributes. Golfers yeah. were wearing Kobe uh, shirts uh, last weekend. Um, there were um, uh, soccer players that were you know scoring goals. And lifting up their shirts with Kobe Bryant jerseys underneath. Uh, there was the uh, one golfer who sunk a putt off the green wearing a Kobe jersey and did like a, a jump shot type of thing. Um, just the, the unbelievable impact that he had around the world. And I'm down here in, in Chile and Argentina, and I'm seeing people wearing Kobe Bryant shirts. Yeah. Uh, yeah true, truly a global presence, a player who, you know, not necessarily of Jordan-esque because of the brand, but the uh, the impact that he had as a likable guy. Like you said, he had some issues in the beginning of his career, but hey, he, he realized that he made some mistakes and he patched up his relationship and he became a model a model citizen and a model father and a model uh, husband, and he was going to do great things, and that's the unfortunate part about it. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace, Kobe. So the um, the other big event of the weekend was the Super Bowl, which was interesting in how it kind of ping-ponged back, but actually wound up being a pretty decent game in the last quarter. Yeah, it was okay, but not memorable, right? Like, it was right. close, but there wasn't anything where you were like, oh, wow, I'll never forget, you know, when I saw 
Butler intercept that pass or Tyree right. catch that ball with his helmet. Right. Um, also, in, did in you your... notice the weird thing about the game that the, the Patriots weren't in it? Right. Wasn't that weird? It was kind of weird. It's so weird. Uh, I, it's so I, gracious I it... of them to let another team play in the Super Bowl, by the way. People right. say that the very nice that they Patriots fans are difficult, year. but wow, what a what a nice thing for them to do. Well, I I've, I've, I'm curious as to when the last time the MVP threw two interceptions in the Super Bowl. Not a great performance by the MVP. Can be honest with you. Yeah, but I think I, the, a, the, the hype end, train the of the Pat Mahomes hype train is like he's an awesome player. He's why I was rooting for the Chiefs. You know, I expected them to beat the Patriots last year on the way to the Super Bowl, but somehow the Patriots, you know, pulled it out it yeah. and pulled it out and yeah. beat the Rams. But yeah, he's a great, exciting player, and uh, I don't think he was the MVP of that game. But um, I don't know who was though. Well, so that's it's sort of by default, I guess you make the quarterback. Yeah. But I don't know. Well, you know, he, he threw two interceptions on back-to-back drives and dusted himself off and led, yeah. you know, three scoring drives. So I guess yeah. you, you got to give him some credit. I don't know if it was a you know, I'm going to Disney World moment, but it, it was. I'm glad the Chiefs won. I had two teams in there, being a Raiders fan and a Seahawks fan, two teams that both of those teams despise. Right. <laughs> but I like Mahomes and yeah. uh, I like Reed, so I was I was definitely on board with uh, with them winning. But, uh, you know, speaking of Tom Brady, my favorite uh, note from the past week is that the Raiders are interested in signing Tom Brady. Uh, yeah, right. Like this, this feels like maybe the <laughs> most realistic that Tom might leave the Patriots, right? Like this, yeah. doesn't this offseason seem like feels the one where one. it would be Could like be. go Why signs not? a two year deal with the Raiders or the Chargers? He's got nothing and, uh, left to prove in New England. It's yeah. easy. But I think he might look at this as like, yeah, why do I why do I need to do easy? Let me see what I can do somewhere else. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I mean, he's going to be a, an icon for the Patriots forever. Like, forever. Go, yeah, it doesn't matter who he plays. If you go he play plays for the for Jets, no one would care. They'd right. be like, yeah, go get your money, Tom. <laughs> right. It's like Joe Montana played out his string with the Chiefs, and that's they right. still think him of as a 49er. So that's yeah. the same. It'll be the same way. Last but not least, we have uh, Prince uh, Harry in – uh, Meghan Markle moving to Canada, basically he left the royal family. That, that's that's a ballsy move. Yeah, and I love I it. Think, I think it's awesome. Look, as long as when they get divorced, he's allowed back into the family. <laughs> totally awesome move. Or the headaches that he might get as a result. I'm just of saying this, you know? the the actress wife that makes him leave his family. Yes, okay, this is a stable situation. <laughs> She's already got a reality show booked. Come on. Oh, really? Oh, wow. So what's coming up next? Tune into The Baseball Doctor and find out if you have baseball fever or the coronavirus.